are listening to New Life The Fort. We pray that this message encourages you and helps you stay Jesus-focused. We've been talking about the glory, amen, and I am so blessed, amen, just that God is just revealing more of the glory to us. And what, you know, I'm really pumped and I'm really excited about this year because initially, the first, you know, Sundays of the year, God is just speaking to us about the glory. What do you think this year is going to be like? It's glory, amen. It's going to be glorious because where the word goes and where the word is, what the word uh, shares to us, that is the what's going to happen. Because the word is there, amen, to create a pathway for us, amen. The the word is a light unto our feet and a lamp, a lamp unto our path, right? And so when the word is spoken, it's there to produce something. And so when we talk about grace that leads to glory, amen, it really speaks of grace. Amen. That will manifest in our lives more of His grace, and we're going to enjoy more of His glory. Amen. Amen. Romans 5.2, it says in the Amplified, Through Him also we have our access or entrance. Say, I have, ha- I have access. Amen. Amen. So you have access, unlimited ac- access or entrance, introduction by faith into this grace. All right? State of God's favor in which we firmly and safely stand. Let me say this, that you are standing on the grace of God. Amen. And you are firmly, I like that, it's firmly and safely. Amen. No one can take you away from the grace of God. Because really, God was the one who put you there. And no one can take you away from that grace. Amen. In which we firmly and safely stand and let us rejoice and exult in our hope of experiencing and enjoying the glory of God. So when you are in grace, among you are under grace. So if you are under grace, get ready. Amen. Because you are going to rejoice and you are going to experience. Amen. That's why be of good cheer. Amen. Whatever you're facing today, be of good cheer because you are under grace. Amen. Sin might be strong, but Jesus is stronger. Amen. And so what he's saying here, you're under grace, you expect much more of his glory. Amen. Expect to experience and enjoy the glory of God because of what grace has done. Amen. We by faith access into what he has given to us. And get ready because grace will always lead you into glory. The end result of grace will always lead you into glory. That's why if you need a title for this message, it is, uh, this is the title, Expect Greater Glory. Expect Greater Glory. Amen. You know, I would like to quote Pastor Mylene as she was preaching last Sunday, and this was good. You know, the Holy Spirit gave it to her, and it says, Where there is grace, there is an expectation of glory. And where there is glory, there is a story of grace. Let me say that again. When there is grace, there is an expectation, hope, a confident expectation of glory. And where there is glory, there is a story of grace. What is our story? Story of grace. Amen. And what is our story today? Because of grace, it's going to be a story of glory. Your future is glorious. Amen. I need to hear a louder amen than that. Amen. Your future is glorious. Amen. This church, you know, the church, 
The future of the church is glorious because Jesus says, I am coming for a glorious church. Not a church that is weak. Not a church that does not know who he is. Amen. Not a church who is uh, sickly. No, 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 no. Not a church that is poor or poor. All right. But no, a church that is glorious, who understands who he is and what he has in Christ and Christ alone. Amen. So the Bible says that we have hope. And when we talk about hope, it is truly a confident expectation. You know it's going to happen. It's a different kind of hope that the world is giving. But what we're giving is, uh, what God is giving is a hope that is like, I know so it's going to happen. So even though I don't see it yet, I know so it's going to happen. I know it will happen. That is the kind of hope that you and I have. And so this is the kind of hope that the Apostle Paul is saying that you're going to enjoy and experience His glory. Amen. Do you know that Haggai, Haggai prophesied about our days? Do you know that? It says that the latter glory of this house, with its successor to which Jesus came, shall be greater than the former. Amen. So what God has for us is greater than the former, greater than the old. Amen. And says the Lord of hosts, and in this place I will give shalom. I will give peace. Do you know the reason why we have shalom? Is because Jesus paid shalom. Do you know the reason why? You know Hebrew, you know shalom comes from the word shalem, which is really, the word shalem in Hebrew means to pay. So the reason why we have shalom is because Jesus paid. If you go to Israel, among you are going to Israel? Amen. If you go to Israel, and if I am with you, and I'm led by the Spirit of God, I go, for example, we're in a a grocery or buying some stuff, and I'm there with you because I'm so generous. Amen. I'm led by the Spirit of God, and I pray the same Spirit is going to be upon the people of New Life, the Fort. Okay. For example, you're buying something. I'm led by the Spirit of God to pay for that. I go to the, uh, to the cashier and say, Anemi Shalem. So that means I will pay. You know what Jesus did for your peace? He says, Anemi Shalem. I will pay. And from Shalem comes the word Shalom. That's why today we have Shalom. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. Amen. And where do you find that? In glory. And also, not only shalem or shalom, we also have prosperity in the glory. Amen. Amen. Do you know in the, in the Message Bible, if you go to the Message Bible, it says, this temple is going to end up far better than it started out. Amen. A glorious beginning, but an even more glorious finish. Amen. What David, what Moses, you know, what Samson, you know, what the people of the old covenant had was glorious. But what we have, ha, is more glorious. Amen. We have the substance itself. We have Jesus himself. Amen. That's why we need to expect for greater glory. Because the old covenant had glory. Imagine, you know, the parting of the Red Sea. Imagine, you know, you know uh, uh, the, the healings and the mighty victories of Joshua. I tell you, uh, water coming out of the rock and all of these things. Some mighty, mighty, mighty things, right? But that is not the glory that it was in the old covenant has, is nothing compared to what the glory, you know, is, has, or what we have under the new covenant. Because we have Jesus. Amen. We have Him. Amen. And it says here, a place in which I will hand out wholeness and holiness, decreed God of the angel armies, God of the angel armies. Amen. So we're living, you know, in greater glory. 
Haggai prophesied that. And reason why we can say that, reason why Haggai was prophesied along these lines is because we are not living before the cross, we are living after the cross. We're living after the finished work of Jesus Christ. Those people were looking forward, but we are living, living after. And we know the effects of it. Amen. And we know the effects of the finished work is not just a one-time thing, but it's a continuous thing. Amen. And so until this generation, until the generations to come, what God has for us is greater. Amen. Because we are living after the, old, the, rather the, the resurrection, after the cross. Amen. Let me say this. Jesus, in all his glory, while he was in the flesh, was good. Among, you know, if you read the Gospels, I tell you, Jesus was amazing. Wherever he went, life was there. Turning water into wine, compression of time. My favorite, you know, five loaves and two fish, feeding the 5,000. Amazing, right? Amen. But do you know that today Jesus is not only glorious, you know, the people, I, let me say this, that the church must not just see Jesus as glorious in the Gospels, but we must see Him where He is today. We is, he is glorious and seated at the right hand of God. Amen. So the church must see Jesus as He is. Amen. Where He is right now. Where He was was awesome. But where He is, oh, is better. Amen. And that means when where he is, when we see him as glorious, because the Bible says as we see him as he is, so are we in the world. Amen. As we see who he is, as we see where he is, it is done, it is finished. Amen. We also take that stand because as he is, so are we in the world. So I'm here, I'm here to tell you, you're living in greater days. You're living in glory days. Amen. You're living in uh, amazing times. Amen. Let me show you more about what we have in Him. All right? Are you ready for more? Yes. How great is this glory? How great is this glory? Do you know that the glory of God, based on Romans 6 verse 4, is the one that what? Caused what? Jesus to be raised from the dead. Amen. Let me read that. Therefore, we were buried with him through the baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the what? By the what? Do you know how powerful glory is? I believe the demons were trying to, you know, suppress this. The demons were trying to stop yeah, the resurrection of Jesus, right? They thought they've won at the cross, but something was happening to the point that they cannot stop the glory of the Lord from manifesting. Amen. To the point that Jesus was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. Well, I'm here to tell you that's how powerful the glory of the Father or the glory of God is. And I, let me say this, going further, do you know that nothing can stop the glory of God from happening to you? No force of hell, no nothing in this world can stop the glory of God from happening. If the demons cannot stop Jesus from being raised from the dead, He cannot stop the glory of God from happening to you. You are, hallelujah, the glory of God waiting to happen. Do you know that? That God, you know, whatever problems, whatever you're facing today, you know what? The glory of God will come as you stand under grace. Amen. As you stand knowing what He has done, as you believe in what He has done, the glory of God will manifest and no demon in hell, no 
you know, no problem, no challenges in the world can stop from that glory from happening. Amen. It will manifest. It might take some time, but it will manifest. Amen. You might believe more, but it might manifest. And still, unless, amen, as, as just continuously looking unto Jesus. That's the key. As you continue to look to Jesus. Remember our theme for this year? Amen. Jesus focus. As you continue to look to Jesus, I tell you, that glory is going to manifest. That's how powerful the glory of God is. Amen. That no demon in hell can stop. Amen. From the resurrection from happening. Amen. For the resurrection to happen. That's how powerful. Amen. The glory of God. Do you know the glory of God rests upon each and every one of us today? Amen. And we are living under this greater glory. You know, 2 Corinthians. I love 2 Corinthians. Amen. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 4 to 18 really speaks of the glory. I've been waiting to share this. All right. And let me just read this right to for us right now and this really talks about what we have in god that we can expect greater glory not just glory but greater amen glory it says here we are confident of all of this because of our great trust in god through christ verse 5 it is not that we think we are qualified to do anything on our own but our qualification comes from do you know that another word is sufficiency The reason why you're qualified is because of what Jesus has done. And today, God sees you qualified. Qualified to partake of His blessings. Qualified to partake of His love. Amen. Qualified to live life to the fullest. Amen. You are qualified. Say, I'm qualified. Qualified Qualified to partake of the finished work of Christ. Amen. This is what what Jesus has done. He has qualified you. Compared to the old, you must qualify yourself. In the Old Covenant, kaya nga, mabuti na lang, we're under greater glory. Because under the Old Covenant, you must qualify yourself. Because under the Old Covenant, the focus is, I must do this so that I can receive that. The blessing. But under the greater glory, He qualifies us. And by virtue of what He has done, we can now begin to receive. Amen. Everything that He paid for at the cross. Amen. Amen. And because of this, verse 6, it says... He has enabled us to be ministers of the new covenant. He qualified you to become a minister. Amen. You don't need a title. Amen. To, to live out the finished work of Christ. To share out the finished work of Christ. Turn, turn to your neighbor and say, hello, minister. Amen. Aren't you glad that you were a minister? A minister of life, all right? A minister of life. You're a minister of the new covenant. That really speaks of wherever you are. Amen. Some people equate the minister or, or describe a minister as like what I'm doing right now. But do you know wherever you are, you carry God? You carry the glory of God? So you are a dispenser. You are a minister of the glory. You represent the glory. So in your workplace, you represent the glory. Wherever you go, in the marketplace, you represent the glory. You go to the palenque, you know? It is, you, you know, you represent the glory. When you buy things, you represent the glory. You're a minister of the glory. And then he continues to describe. This is the covenant not of written laws, but of the Spirit. The old written covenant ends in death, but under the new covenant, the Spirit gives life. So that means you're a minister of life. You're not a minister of death. Wherever you go, glory is there. So glory produces life. Amen. Now, talking more about the glory. Verse 7. The old way with laws etched in stone led to death. 
Though it began with such glory that the people of Israel could not bear to look at Moses' face, Moses' face, for his face shone with the glory of God, even though the brightness was already fading away. You see? You know, what Moses had was a fading glory. I don't want to live in the fading glory. Amen. You're not living under the fading glory. Look at verse 8. Shouldn't we expect a far greater glory under the new way? Are you under the new way? Amen. Because of what Jesus has done, we can expect a far greater glory. Amen. A far greater glory as we trust in Him, we can expect goodness to manifest. We can expect provision to manifest. We can expect God to manifest by virtue of us being in Christ. Amen. Not by virtue of what I have done or I must do all of these things and then Lord, tapat na ba? Sufficient na ba lahat ang ginawa ko? Hey, how will you know that you're, it's all sufficient? Everything that you did, everything, I, I mastered all of this, I did all of that. No, how will you know that you did all of that and that is the level that God wants you to be, to be in so that He can purchase or He can give you the glory or He can give you His blessing? Aren't you glad we're not living under that? We're living under a place wherein He qualified you. Amen? And He is now telling you, expect far greater glory. Wherein my glory comes, it's by virtue of grace. And what grace has done. Amen. Under the new covenant, now that the Holy Spirit is, now that the Holy Spirit is giving life. Verse 9. If the old way which brings condemnation was glorious, how much more glorious is this new way? So what we have is a far greater glory. And what we also have is how much more glorious is this new way? Which makes us right with God. Amen. Truly. Makes us right with God. And then verse 10, In fact, the first glory was not glorious at all compared with the overwhelming glory. I love you know, the adjectives that he's writing here. Overwhelming, a far greater glory. He's painting us a picture of what we have today. Amen. Of the new way, of what we have in God. So if the old way has, which has been replaced was glorious, how much more glorious is the new, which remains what? If Moses was carrying a glory that is fading away, kaya nga kailangan niyang maglagay ng belo, alright? That's why he needed to put a veil so that the people will not see, oh, the glory is fading away. The glory is fading away. For us, it's not a fading glory. It's a remaining glory. Amen. It's a glory that is what? The glory that is, you know, not fading. It's going to be there forever. Because you know what? The glory of Moses, he was with God. But the glory of Moses was just, you know, uh, not uh, within. Because he was just face to face with God. He was in the presence of God. So his body was translating the glory. But you know why it's not fading for us? Because the glory of God is not just outside, the glory of God is within. We are now the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so this glory must, must manifest outside. That's why I can see the faces of new life, the fourth people, exuding the glory of God, always smiling. When pastor is preaching, I can see people smiling. 
Can I see a smile from your faces? You see? No. All right. Look at this. Verse 12. Since this new way gives us such confidence, we can be very bold. Amen. We can now approach God. We can now come to God as a son. We are now bold. Amen. We can now be bold to take some risk. Amen. We can now be bold to take the promises of God and run with it. We can now be bold, amen, to, to believe God for more. We can now be bold. We can now be bold to be changed by Him from glory to glory. Verse 13, For we are not like Moses, who put a veil over his face so the people of Israel could not see the glory, even though it was destined to fade away. Right? Verse 14, can you put your hand over your face right now? Everybody, put your hand over your face. For example, that's a veil. Can you see me clearly? No, there are distractions, right? Amen. But let me continue to read until I ask you to uh, take it away, all right? Put it down. Put your hand in your face. But the people's minds were hardened, and to this day, whenever the old covenant is being read, the same veil covers their minds so they cannot understand the truth. And this veil can be removed only by believing in Christ. Now, verse 15, yes, even today when they read Moses' writings, their hearts are covered with that veil and they do not understand. But, aren't you glad for the but? Verse 16, whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Take away your hand. You can see me now. I, see, I can see clearly now. Amen. Right? I can see clearly now. We can see now God. We can now see His promises. We can now see His love for us, His will for us, His destiny for us. Because the veil, whenever someone turns to Jesus, the Lord, the veil is taken away. Amen. You don't need to put a veil anymore. God takes away the veil for you now to have a face-to-face encounter with God Himself. Verse 15, For the Lord is the Spirit. 17. And whenever the Spirit of the Lord is there is... There is freedom. Imagine, under the old covenant, under the old glory, there were restrictions. But under greater glory, now we can live in freedom. Amen. We can now pursue our relationships with God. You know, believing and knowing that God, you know what? God is favoring us. God loves us. Amen. That we can come boldly into the throne of grace. Amen. Verse 18, so all of us who have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. We can now see, and as we see, we behold what happens. We reflect the glory of the Lord, and this is what happens under greater glory. The Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. Amen. Can you see that? Under the old covenant, it is a fading glory. But under this new one, we are now changed as we behold. If you go to the Amplified, this is amazing. All of us, as with unveiled face, because we continue to behold the what? The Word of God. What are you beholding right now? The Word. What are you hearing right now? The Word of God. As in a mirror, the glory of the Lord. Because in the Word, you're going to see the glory. Right? are constantly being what? Transfigured or transformed. Do you know that word transformed there is the Greek word meta, metamorpho. All right? Metamorpho. Or that, it means really to change into another form. 
to change into another form wherein we get the word, what? Metamorphosis. And among, you know, when there's metamorphosis, the first thing that comes to mind is a caterpillar to a butterfly. Amen. And I tell you, I found a video of a caterpillar to a butterfly. The metamorphosis of a caterpillar to the butterfly. And you know what? There is no trace of the caterpillar in the butterfly. It's totally a new form. Amazing. You know what God is saying to us? As we behold Him, there will be no more change, or rather trace of the old. You are being changed from glory to glory as you behold the glory of the Lord. Amen. There is a changing that is happening whenever you behold Jesus. That's why it's so important that we are Jesus-focused. Amen. Before, you know what? I always was afraid about getting sick. Me. Before, many years ago, afraid of getting sick. But praise God for the Word. Amen. The Word of God is, you know, transforms you. You know, there was a season in my life I was hypochondriac. You know that? You know that I always afraid to get sick. Afraid of every virus. Afraid of all of that. How can I live like that? Amen. Before. But praise God. You know, sickness is afraid of me now. <laughs> you know why? Because the Word. It transformed the way I see myself. It transformed the way I see things. It transforms the way I see my relationship with God. And today, I am changed. Amen? I don't know about you, but before, maybe you were always worrying. But today, worry has no more place in your life. There's an opportunity for you to worry, but you say, no, God loves me. There's such a peace now that settles in your heart, right? Amen? Before, you're always, you know, afraid about what's going to happen to the future. But as you behold Him, you know now that He who holds you holds the future. Amen. So what's happening? God now is transforming you from one level of glory to the next level of glory. And you know what? By the end of all of this, you're going to look back and say, truly, I'm changed. Truly, it's all by the grace of God. It's all by what God has done. Amen. I tell you, you being here, God is changing you. You, you know, every time you hear the word, every time you read the word, God is changing you. The key to life, a successful life, is that you be what? Hashtag Jesus focus. Amen. As you look to Him, you know, you are being transformed from one level of glory to the next level of glory. Amen. Romans 12, 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God? God wants us to prove His will. God wants His church to prove His will. Everything that you're hearing from the pulpit, God wants it to prove to you. If you're hearing about the glory, He wants it to prove to you. If you're hearing about provision, He wants to say to you, wait till you see it. Wait till it manifests in your life. Because everything that you're hearing from the pulpit that is coming from the Word, it is not my Word. It is God's Word. And when the Word of God is preached, it will not return to Him void, without power, without accomplishing why it was released, right? So everything that you're hearing right now, God is saying it's going to prove the Word, whatever you're hearing, as you renew 
allow the Word to renew your minds. Do you know the Word of God, the Bible says, is like a sword? It is powerful, right? Sharper than any two-edged sword, right? Do you know the reason why the Word is a sword? It's because the Word is there to change you. Do you know that? It is there to transform you. It is not for the comfortable. The word is not for the comfortable. For those, ah, you know what? I like my life. I'm okay. I'm just... No, the word is there to produce something in your life. It's actually there to produce the glory. Amen. Amen. And I, I like that, you know, you call yourself a Christian, but there's more to just having a title. There's more than just going to church. Amen. Every day, God wants to perform His glory in your life. Amen. Every day, He wants you to be a mouthpiece. Every day, He wants for you to be an example of His glory on the earth. Amen. So when you hear the Word and you allow the Word, because the Word will do, what will the Word do? It will cause you to look at your condition And then when you look at your condition, you're going to say, hey, I'm thankful. I am, you know what? I know I'm thankful for where I am right now, but you know what? I know there's more. I know there's more. I have only one life to live, and you know what? I know there's something more here. Why am I here in the Philippines? All right? Why am I here in uh, New Life the Fort? There is something here. Why am I living right now? Amen? There's a destiny that God wants to fulfill in my life. Amen? I I don't know why, you know, but there is something. I don't know. God, I believe all of you felt that. There's more to waking up and going to to work and then after that eating and then going back to work and then after that going back to watching a movie and then there's more to that, right? There's something bigger. Amen? Do you know the word is there to, to begin to show you those things? And begin to, if you allow the word, it's going to what? Make adjustment in your life and begin to what? Begin to produce the glory. It's there to produce the glory. Amen. That's why when I say the word is not for the comfortable, the word is there to make you uneasy sometimes. Amen. It will be there because it's there like a sword. All right, it comes and cuts and begins to adjust. You know what? You know, Joselle, this area of your life, you know, it's good, but there will be something better. So begin to adjust this. Begin to adjust this. If you want to see the glory. I don't know about you. I want to see the glory. Amen. I want to see the glory. I want lives changed because of my life. Amen. I want to be in the right place. Amen. I want to see the manifestation of the glory in the area of finances. Amen. And before that manifests, I want my heart to be ready. Amen. I want to know when it comes, I want to be ready. I know what to do with it. Amen. Among you believing for greater things. Come on, lift your hands. You know you're believing, what you're believing for is the glory. You're believing for the glory. But my question is, are you expecting it? Oh yeah, pastor, I'm expecting the glory. I'm expecting all these things to come. Really? Because if you are expecting, let me speak about the word expectation. Among you really expecting. Because if you are expecting, you see it. And if you're truly expecting, you're not just seeing it. What will happen when you're seeing it? Your posture will change. Amen? Your posture will change. You're expecting for something to manifest. So your posture will change. And not only your posture will change, but your speaking will change. Amen? 
Kung anong sinasabi nyo, what comes out of your mouth will reveal what you're expecting. Oh, ano ba naman itong buhay na to? Wala nang ganito and all of that. So I can see what you're expecting. Amen. But when you're truly expecting the glory, what will happen? Even your words will change. Amen. It's going to manifest to the point that, you know what? It's okay where I am today, but this is not the end. Amen. I know all things work together for good for those who love Him. Amen. I know God is taking care of me. I know my future is decided. I know my future is there, here. Amen. So your seeing will change. Your posture will change. And your speaking will change. Amen. Because you're expecting the goodness of God to come. To the point that if you're truly, truly expecting, you know what will happen? We will prepare for it. You will prepare for it. You're not just going to be passive. Sing, Lord, prove it. Bring it on. No, no, it will come. Amen. But you must be proactive. Listening. Hearing. God, tell me. Lord, I want. I want, God. I want. I want. Show me. Okay, I need to do this. I need to step out here. Lord, nakakatakot. I'm afraid to step out. I don't have anything here, but okay, you make me, okay, you know what? I pursue this. I step out. I follow your kingdom. Amen. I follow here. I I follow your kingdom. Wherever life is, I will be there. Hallelujah. You're going to be proactive. You're not going to be passive. Amen. You're going to, what? Prioritize the kingdom. Because people who are truly expecting prepares for it. Amen. Uh, you know what, Mitch and uh, Alvin, they're expecting, right? They're expecting a baby very soon, May, I think, right? Do you know that they are preparing for it? They're preparing, of course, their bodies is changing. And I tell you one thing about expectation, <laughs> your bodies will change. You will change. Because you're going to be proactive to the point that, you know what, there will be changes that will manifest before the glory continues to just manifest in your life. Are you following? You must be ready for change. Oh Lord, I want the glory. And God says, you know what? You must change a little bit of this and a little bit of that. You must not, you know what? Uh, Why not spend more time in the Word? Why not spend more time in speaking in tongues? You know what? Don't do that anymore. And don't, you know, measure a little bit of that. Uh, Might not be okay. Maybe this relationship is not right it might not lead you into the glory but it might lead you into gloom you know and or gory or whatever but really we need to listen amen we need to listen because we are proactive we're really wanting god you know what i want the glory going back to mitch and alvin you know that they're preparing for the baby amen they have two children already samira and rafa do you know that they're preparing them for the baby Amen. And Pastor Alvin, I tell you, he's really praying now. So much more. Because he's going to have three now. All right? You know, his prayer life will change because he's preparing for something. He's expecting the coming of the baby. Amen. They're expecting, you know, they're believing for more because they're more. Right? Amen. They're believing for, you know, the future because, hey... A lot. Three more. Uh, three already. Amen. But you know what? It's going to be glorious. What my point is, as you are expecting, it's not going to be, ano ba naman yan? 
what, 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 um, what's going to happen? Oh, no. no, they were, just like Mitch and Ivan, I believe they are just joyfully expecting, knowing God will move in their lives, knowing that God is going to uh, reveal the glory, amen? With joy, they're expecting. Do you know that Jesus was expecting too? Do you know that? Do you know that, well, I'm talking about expecting the greater glory. As he was going through the cross, do you know that Jesus was expecting too? Because the Bible says in Hebrews, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. So he endured the whatever, he endured the cross, he endured the shame, he endured all the beatings because he was expecting something. The joy that was set before him. You know what that joy is? Who that joy is? It's you and me. That one day we're going to talk about the glory. That one day, you know, we are, will have access to the very throne of God. Amen. That we can now have a quality relationship and enjoy what Jesus is enjoying. Amen. That He has given His life to you and me. So even Jesus, He was expecting for greater glory. It's okay what I go through right now, but you know what? My posture, what I see, what I speak about, for the joy that was set before me. I endured the cross. Amen? What are you expecting? Are you expecting glory? Amen? So you know what will happen? It will change the way you see things. It will change the way, the, your posture. You're going to be excited, amen, for the things of God. You know, Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God. And His... You know, it's interesting to note, the kingdom is God, right? Without, the, without God, without the kingdom, there will be no kingdom. So we prioritize the kingdom. Let me say this first. Church, this is high time that you prioritize the kingdom. You know, I know of people who change even their jobs just to be near the church. Yeah. Well, some people, you know, and I'm not generalizing this, but some people... They choose, or rather, pursue jobs. This, there's a job here I must pursue. Because they're always looking for the provision. Amen? But there are some people, you know what they do? They pursue the kingdom. And because they know provision is in the kingdom. So wherever the kingdom is, wherever there is life, you know what they do? They even relocate. To be near a church that feeds them. Because they know this is where provision is. Some people always think about, oh, greener pasture. Greener pasture. <laughs> you know, oh, the job good. The job is good there. But you know what? Really? Yeah, the job might be, the money might be good there. But is the kingdom there? If the kingdom is there, praise God. Amen. That's why the Bible says, seek first the kingdom and my prayer is for people of New Life, the Fort, that we will prioritize the kingdom in your decision making. And I'm not asking you to just, you know, volunteer. No, I'm not saying that. But yeah, it will be nice. The more, the merrier. Amen. I tell you, because there were many, you know what I'm expecting? Greater glory. Many more people are coming. And we need more of you. We need more of people just smiling at the gates, you know. I don't know, people who are just adding their supply. Amen? Amen. Amen. But there will be more people coming. That's what I expect. Amen. As you prioritize the kingdom, the kingdom will take care of you. Amen. Because the Bible says, seek first the kingdom and His righteousness. 
right? His righteousness, that means what He has given for you and for me. We understand who we are in God. We prioritize that. We prioritize our identity with Him. And you know what will happen? All these things will be... All these things will be... All means all. So all these things will be... Unto you. Now, let me say that. All these things will be added unto you. But look at this. You need to make a decision. Prioritize the kingdom. If you really want to see that all these things will be added, hindi lang yung pag-comfortable, Why am I saying something like this? Because I want the glory. Amen. I'm kind of too medio uh, straightforward and kind of... Is this strong? But I believe New Life the Fourth. We're ten years old. We're ten years old already. Amen. And I believe God is wanting to prepare our hearts for this. So there must be decisions that we need to make. Amen. You know, pursue things for the kingdom because I want to see the glory. Gone are the days we're in. Bahalana. Okay. No, I want to pursue the glory. Because God has given it to me already. God has given it to the church. Amen. Amen. So as we pursue the kingdom, we be proactive. That's the response. That's the change. That's the preparation for what is going to manifest. Amen. Because the glory is here right now. You know in the Old Covenant, is this helping somebody? Amen. Do you know in the Old Covenant, Solomon prepared for the the temple, right? David even prepared for the temple. Thousands and thousands of gold, pure gold, silver, and even hundreds of thousands of workers. They built this temple. They prepared this temple for seven years. And when the seventh year came, the temple was, was uh, erected. It was done. He prayed. Solomon prayed. And you know what happened? The glory fell. And when the glory fell, even to the point the priests cannot move. Because the glory was so thick. What are we doing right now? As we expect greater glory. Praise God for greater glory. But we are expecting. We're not just, you know, and going to, you know, say that it's greater glory. We're expecting it to manifest. Right? Amen? And so we begin to prepare for it, right? We begin to prepare for it. We begin to make adjustments. Begin to ask God, God. Direct me. Help me. Because I know this is a year of exaltation. Amen. God, you're going, to, you prepare, you're going to help me be prepared for this. Because it's here already. It just needs to manifest in our lives. Are you with me? Is this helping somebody? Amen. Do you know in Psalm 62, it says here, Psalm 62, verse 5 to 6. It says, My soul waits silently for God alone. For my expectation is from Him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be. Do you know that when you are expecting, amen, you will not be moved? You will not be swayed left and right? You're not going to be easily be disappointed? Do you know that? You're not going to be easily be offended? You're not going to be easily, you know what, be, de- uh, be depressed. Because you are focused. You are expecting something. And the Bible says, I know my rock is Jesus and my salvation is Jesus. He is my defense. I shall not 
be moved. Actually, your expectation will protect you. It will make you selective in life. Young people, hey, young people, there's more in the kingdom than the world has. Really. Amen. And you're young, just like me. Amen. And we expect want, we want what God has. Amen. Who you want what God has for you? Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, speak to us. Share to us. Move, to, move us right now. Speak to us, Lord God. Do you know that word doxa? The Greek, you know, for glory is the word doxa. And you know what that means? It really means praise. It really means honor. It really means worship. It really means a good opinion. And so when we go to God and say, Glory to God, to God be the glory. We're really saying, Lord, all the praise. We're really saying all the glory. We're really saying, God, we have a good opinion of you. You know that? When you say glory, God, we have a good opinion of you. But do you know the glory is not just reserved for God? Well, I've heard that, Pastor, that the glory must be God's alone. I understand that. But what I'm trying to say here is, do you know that the glory was given to you and me also? Do you know that? When Jesus prayed for, for us, if you uh, go to John 17, verse 20 to 24, it says here, it starts with verse 22. Jesus was praying for the believers, right? Those who are going to believe the message of the disciples. And here we see verse 22, And the glory which you gave me, I have given them. Amen? That they may be one just as we are one. Do you know that the glory that Jesus has, He has given it to you already? So when we say glory to God, it's not just for God, but God is saying to us now, glory, glory to you. So He's saying to the church, I have a good opinion of you. I have a good opinion of you. Amen. So when we say glory to God, God is saying to us, the church, glory. You need to see who you are. You need to see that I favor you. You need to see that I love you. You need to see that I've provided already. You need to see that I have a future for you. He's actually speaking His goodness over the church. Amen. That's doxa. That's the glory of the Lord. And then in verse 24, it says here, Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be one with me where I am, that they may behold my glory. This is the prayer of Jesus before he went to die, right? He says that they may behold, that they may see, that they may experience my glory. Amen which you have given me, for you love me before the foundation of the world. What was Jesus expecting for the glory so you and me, the church, may behold His glory? That's what God is expecting. Amen. And you know what? I don't know about you, but God cannot say no to His Son. When the Son prays, God the Father cannot say no to His Son. And that is why I believe we're living in days of glory. Glory is here. We're not waiting for the glory to come. Actually, when I say the glory comes, the glory manifests 
in our lives. But we, our part, must be ready for it. Must be waiting for it. Amen. Must be actively seeking. God, show me. Lead me. And sometimes every step that you take, or maybe there are steps, it will take risk. You might take risk. You know, it's full of risk, rather. And you know, as you step, there are things that, you know, in the natural, parang, oh, parang hakatakot yata. When I step, make a step, parang, there's nothing to hold me, nothing to, to, to lift me up, or nothing to provide for me. But I tell you, that is where you see the glory of the Lord. As you are led by the Spirit of God, I tell you, there are steps that we took in the natural that we don't see anything in the natural with regards to finances, with regards to provision. But the only way we're going to see the glory is when we follow what He's going to say. And as we follow what He's going to say, we take that step of faith. And then as we take that step of faith, Uy! I am in the glory. I can see God's provision. I can see God's hand. I can see God's favor. I can see the validation of God. You know, people are coming. People are just being changed. That's the glory. Glory is not limited only, you know, to material things. Change life is the glory. Restoration is the glory. Strong bodies is the glory of God. Amen. You know, a family that is knitted together, following the things of God, following the precepts of God, that's the glory. And Jesus prayed for you and me so that we, what? Can walk and experience the glory. Amen? Expect turnarounds. Don't say it's done. Tapos na. No. You know, wala na, wala na pag-asa. No hope. No. Expect turnarounds. Expect immediately. <laughs> Expect suddenly. Are you expecting the sun to come out tomorrow? You know, when I was preparing for this, the Holy Spirit told me, how are you going to expect? Show me, Holy Spirit, I said. And then He says, you know what? Tomorrow, are you expecting the sun to come out? As simple as that, that's how you expect. It's going to come. I have no problems. It's not, you know, I have no problems for the sun. You know, I, yung parang, I'm not worried if the sun will not come out tomorrow. I know it's going to come out tomorrow. Well, you know what? That's how you expect. Among you're celebrating your birthday this month. Among you're expecting that you're going to grow a little older. Uh, for some of you, maybe no. No, no, no. Maybe age is just a number, right? Amen. But you know that when you reach your birthday, something will change. You're expecting that. It's normal, right? Well, you know what? It's the same thing with expectation, with the glory. You expect it because really, in Hebrew, the word glory or the word expectation is the cord. Alam yung cord? Tale. PC. Rope. Alright? So expectation in the Hebrew is really, it means cord. Why? Because when you are expecting, you are tying what you're expecting, and you're putting a name in it and saying, that's mine. Amen? So when you expect, you're really saying, oh, that's mine. No one can touch that. That's mine. Right? Amen? So you know what? Expect the glory. What are you going to expect? The glory. 
What kind of glory? Greater. That means all God, you follow, be led by the Spirit of God. You know, to make it you know, simple, hashtag Jesus focus. Only, only as we look to Him, man, we're going to see the glory. I like the glory. I want to see the glory. And my prayer is that the people of New Life the Fort will see, we will see it together. I want to hear your testimonies. I want to hear lives change. I want to see the impact of what we're hearing here transform you. I want to hear that because that is glorious. Number is good. Amen. This is validation of God's glory. This is an example of God's glory. But more than number, I want to hear what's happening with the young people. I want to hear what's happening with your business. I want to hear what's happening with your lives. I want to hear how God transforms grace into glory. Amen. Are you with me? Are we going to see that this year? Amen. This year of Jesus focus. Amen. Hallelujah. Put your hand in your heart right now. Father, today, I thank you for speaking to us. I thank you for revealing more. I thank you, Lord, in this place of grace. Oh, we're ready for the glory. We're expecting, Lord, the glory to come. I pray that whatever happens, Lord, we are going to come out and say, I expect the glory. I expect the glory from, I expect the glory to manifest. I expect the glory. I pray for whatever, Lord God, we've heard today, the good things that we've heard, that you're going to write them in, the, in our hearts. And it's going to be not just a fury, but it's going to be reality in the lives of every person in this place. That we will see the wow moments. That we will see the tadas. That we will see, Lord God, the manifestation of glory. Because this is where we're headed. We believe in grace. We believe that in grace, our story will always end in glory. We thank you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. What are you expecting? Come on, what are you expecting? Amen. Come on, just give praise to God right now and just bless Him. We are excited, God, today. Amen. You know, Maybe there are some people here in this place. You know, this is your first time and you're hearing about the glory. You're hearing about what a wonderful life that we have in Christ. And the reason why we talk about the glory is because of what Jesus has done. He made it all possible that you and I could know Him and experience Him. The God of heaven came down to earth so that you and I could see Him and know Him. Do you know that the reason why glory is here is because of Jesus making a way? And today, maybe you're here in this place, you have not received Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And you're saying to me, Pastor, I want that glory. I want to receive Him. I want to know Him. I want to have a personal relationship with God. If that is you, maybe you're here in, this, in the cinema, maybe you're here at the, at the fourth floor, or maybe you're in Aura. You know, today, I'm going to pray this prayer right now. Can you, I have everyone close their eyes. If you're that person and you're saying, Pastor, I want to see that. I want to receive that. I want to live my life in glory. And I know glory is not reserved for heaven. Glory is here right now on earth. And so today, Lord, today, Pastor, I want to just pray this prayer. I want to come and receive Him into my life. 
If that is you, why not raise your hands right now? Anyone who wants to receive Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior, thank you for that hand, amen. Thank you for those hands right there. Thank you for that hand over there. Praise God. Amen. I see your hands. Praise Jesus. You may put down your hand. I see that hand over there. And why not pray this prayer with me? Pray this from your heart. And I believe the Lord Jesus is going to come and is going to change your life. Amen. Congregation, why not pray along? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me. Thank you for the cross. Thank you, Jesus, for showing me the glory. I receive you, Jesus, into my life. Be my Lord and Savior today and forever. Thank you. Today, I live in greater glory. And I expect more of grace and glory manifesting in my life. Thank you for all the things that you've done. And thank you for what you're going to do in me and through me. In your name I pray, amen and amen. Thank you for listening. For more information, follow us on social media or visit our website at newlifebefore.com. 